We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Columbus was a, a friend's was giving in Columbus. And uh, Cleveland was another friend's was giving, except we call it Thanksgiving because a friend of mine uh, is Persian and his mom has a really thick accent. So she says, thank you. Thank you. Love Pam because her name is Parveen, but she goes by Pam. Nice. So we just started saying Thanksgiving instead of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Wait, so go back to you lose. You would have lost all the beer. Well, so the, the club is you buy it when they, they, they release it. And if you can't pick it up right when they release, they'll hold it for you. But like you have to pick it up at the end of the year. Uh, Try to go and get everything. Yeah. Or I would have lost it and I wouldn't have got that would have just sold it to someone else and I wouldn't have got my money back. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair so enough. I came home with like five more cases of beer. <laughs> Yeah, that's just what I need, right, guys? Yeah. Is that why you're trying to downsize from the clubs you're in? Yeah, that's part yeah. of it. Well, also, I don't want to go to Cincinnati every time I'm true like, <clears throat> twice a year. It's a little, little much. Yeah. What's what's it like? Seven hours from where you are now? Uh, eight. Oof. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Ethan, welcome to the show. Uh, I have a cold, Aww. and and I'm very tired. So I think I have an idea. I'm gonna we're gonna introduce a new segment tonight uh, called "Ethan Falls Asleep During the Middle of the Show." And I <laughs> we moved I, the show. Up. I think I think it's gonna be just as big of a hit as Ethan's elbow injury update. And what is Ethan eating? I think all of these segments are really first rate. Um, but I'm especially excited about this one. Uh, just me, just me falling asleep in the middle of the show. Doesn't matter if we moved it up. I'm fucking tired. I got a cold. I'm sleepy. Well, and for everyone who can't see, Ethan's recording from his couch right now. So I'm on my couch for it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Matt <laughs> knows because Matt's been here. Exactly. Normally, I don't sit on the couch for the pod, but I need to be comfortable tonight because if I was over, I would like, I don't know, I would zone out totally. So I got to be comfy. See, these are the days, Ethan, you got a shotgun, an energy drink and rally. Ugh, <laughs> that sounds horrible. I was up at seven this morning and on the road. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. but you don't, you don't have a cold. So... Cold to make you sleepy? They make me sleepy. Do they not make you guys tired? Fatigue is like a normal symptom of colds. I think fatigue is a normal symptom of being Ethan Hurts. Okay, that's bullshit, number one. And number two, fatigue is absolutely a symptom of colds. That's totally normal. 
So if you, it probably is, if you guys don't feel it, you're lucky. If you, if you want to feel better, my daughter is also going through a cold right now. She woke up up at seven today. She was sleeping on my chest by seven 50 after she ate like a little bit of breakfast. She normally doesn't go for a nap now until like one o'clock in the afternoon, 12 12 o'clock or so. So she definitely needed, we, she ended up sleeping on me. She slept on toddy. We took, we put her to bed early tonight as well. Hopefully that'll, um, cause she's, she's been about a week now. She's been stuffy and she just like, won't let us go near her nose though, to clear it all out and everything. She screams bloody murder. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, okay. I, I guess I do feel you about the tiredness. Yeah. Cause... Stella knows, Stella knows how I feel. You got Matt, should she chug a, should she just chug an energy drink? Yeah. And, and, energy drinks. Oh, yeah. new market, new product. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. We'll I think something that's... crazy like toddler thunder or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> toddler <clears throat> thunder. That's, that's how we're going to, we're going to get into the show officially. <laughs> Hang on just a second. is part of the open this is amazing this is this is podcast history made today mm-hmm. on the podcast so again i implore you if you are listening to this thank you for listening but go check out our youtube channel we have a lot of cool things on there you get to see our pretty faces this is two jocks and a schlub the show where the content is made up and the segments don't matter we've been emerging beer nonsense sports since 2021 i am colin Cernelia with my other jock matt root matt say hello Howdy, everyone. And of course, the sleepy schlub, Ethan. Ethan, say hello. Hello. I think he could have made it a little sleepier, Ethan. <laughs> hello. <laughs> there we go. That's okay. the yeah. Yeah. performance I expect. <laughs> yeah, very good. Well, uh, lucky for you guys, again, as always, as your wonderful host, I have a number of different topics lined up that I think are actually really exciting and a, and a funny thing has happened since the end of the baseball season where we like have kind of unlocked a little bit of time where we're not feeling so crunched to talk about baseball because we love baseball so much so like I do have a lot of stuff that's like we have we have a ton of mailbag questions actually to get to we've had a lot of interactions about um we've we put up the soup uh yeah the soup cereal poll right. uh we Ethan's uh in elbow injury update got a lot of love uh, we oh, still really? have questions. Uh, I saw questions coming in as, as late as like, like 15 minutes before we were recording. So oh, hilarious. we definitely have a big fan segment we can get to. Um, I want to first, first I want to talk, I want to, here, here's what I want to do. I want to give a state of the pod update to okay. everyone. All right. Oh God, I know what's coming. <laughs> What does that even mean? I just know you're going to talk about how it made a big difference about me and Matt sharing, and I hate it. I don't <laughs> want to share or promote because I hate it. All right, you go ahead. Say your thing. Do your spiel. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's partly true. Yeah, um, definitely want to say thank you to both of you for sharing the podcast because it definitely made a difference. Uh, last episode was one of our most popular ones. That includes our episode with Joe Posnanski. Go check that episode out since you're probably hearing about that for the first time, you new listeners. 
Um, but I definitely encourage both of you to keep sharing because as I keep telling you, people care about you and they want to know what's going on in your lives. But, 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 but that's not what the state of the pod is about. Oh, okay. I literally just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, we joke. One of the things that I wanted to joke about is like who's listening to us. And I have at least from a country breakdown, I can tell you a little bit about who's downloading our podcast. Would you guys like to hear that? Yes. <laughs> All right. So, so 97% of our downloads come from our native United States. How is it not a hundred percent? That's because um, wait, wait, there's going to be someone in, in England, England. Let's see if England is on the list. They are not. Oh, they love Canada. Me. Surprisingly not. Okay. Oh, so man. who the fuck is the 3%? <laughs> it's made up of a number of countries. Okay. Uh, starting with Singapore. That is uh, 1%. Russia makes up another 1%. So we're popular among all the Putin. <laughs> Who do we know in Singapore or Russia? It's not about who we know. It's about me putting up things on social media and people through social media finding us. That still is just, that's still bonkers. Like who, who in Singapore or Russia is going to listen to a random podcast from three random fucking assholes in America talking about baseball? That's insane. It may be. It may be. I mean, I'm, it's fine. It's fine. I will, I just, I, it's, and I will screenshot this too. So, so you know that I'm not making it up. I'll put it on social media. Everyone can see it. But the world uh, of the that, internet. The, yeah. the rest of the countries here make up the final percentage point uh, for everything. So uh, I, I'll just list them off real quick. We have India. We have Germany. So we do have people in Germany listening. We have Ireland. <laughs> That's we German have, for hello. Yes, I, I got oh, okay. it. Okay. All right. We have Moldova, Moldova. Yeah, Moldova. Yeah, Moldova. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Jamaica. We have Croatia. I can't fucking believe this. And we have Finland. I mean, there's no way any of these people actually listened to an entire episode, right? They must have listened to like 20 seconds, and then they were like, "Okay." Well, with a sourpuss attitude like that, maybe if they do get five <laughs> minutes in the podcast, they're gonna they're gonna log off now. Yeah, that's right. They're gonna be like, "That guy, he's such a negative Nancy. He's such a do. Du- he's such a fucking douchebag. Such a typical American. Doesn't care about yes. the other countries in the world, right, Ethan? Yes. I know. I much prefer the other countries in the world. I know. Just a little yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a little uh, thing there from Matt. That's Root. pretty. Uh, like that's pretty amazing, though. That's that's hilarious. Thank yeah, you for so, thank you for that. Yeah, the it, state it, of the pod. We're we're doing well. We're doing well. Okay. Yeah, we're going to be running the world soon before you I know might it. know someone in Singapore. I got to double check. Joe, if that's you, pull out your send address, message. Book, Matt. We'll get you hey, on. Yeah, come on. Joe in Singapore, let us know. I'm yeah. sure there's only one Joe in Singapore. <laughs> so. All right, boys. Well, uh, Ethan, are you drinking anything tonight? I'm just drinking water because of my cold. Oh, right, right, right. Which is lame. It's very lame. And I have tons of delicious beer in my fridge. I have two more other halves that Matt sent to me, and I have 12 tree houses that I got. But I need to do just water. I got I to gotta be smart. Well, why don't you just have a, like a Bud Light? Ew. I'm not, I am, I am not going to. Uh-uh. If I have my way, I will never drink a Bud Light for the rest of my life. If somebody, if somebody pays me to drink a Bud Light, I'll do it. You know, but you know, light beer still has a purpose. Okay. Yeah. Oh, like, I know it has a purpose. Marathon. Bud Light is gross, though. Bud Light marathon is gross. gross. If I'm going to drink a light beer, I'd rather have like Miller Light or PBR. But Bud Light is gross. I don't, I don't, I... PBR, PBR is not actually a light beer. So, yeah. True. Oh, okay. Does it have like a lot more calories? About the same as Budweiser. 
Yeah. They do oh. make a PBR light though. Okay, but what do those compare? Like Budweiser and PBR, how would that compare to like the good IPAs that we drink? Uh, in calories. I'm guessing Bud Light's like 130 to one, or excuse me, like 110 to 120. Okay, and Budweiser? Um, Bud's going to be like 140 or 150. Oh, so a small difference there. Whereas like the IPAs are going to be what, 300, 400? Uh, I want to say like a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, really good like standard beer. I think that's like 300 calories in a bottle of that. Okay. 12 ounce bottle. Yeah. So. Yeah. So like other half and, and all the good shit is probably more, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So big dif- big difference between those and even PBR and Budweiser, let alone the actual light beers. Well, I think Matt's point was if you were drinking a Bud Light, it'd be the same as drinking water. Yes. Yeah. But water tastes like way, way, way better. Like, why would I put myself through drinking Bud Light just, just for the sake of having a beer? Like, You're supposed to be hanging out with your three best. The three best friends are all hanging out. You're supposed to want to do things with us. Yeah, and I am doing things with you. I'm I'm hanging out. I'm talking. I'm participating. But I ain't going to drink a fucking okay, Bud anyway, Light. Anyway, thank you for getting okay, the, the joke, Dick Master. Thank yeah. you for getting the joke. <laughs> I got the You're joke welcome. too, but I cannot let that go without talking about how gross Bud Light is. Like someone, someone in the fraternity in college always talked about how uh, Natty Natty Light and mm. uh, Sex in the Canoe and a canoe are similar because they're both fucking close to water <laughs> yeah that's that's, that's good but water is so much ben better ben phillips i think that was you and and bruce so anyways up, what are you guys drinking i got so shout out matt i was asking earlier this hat that i'm wearing this is raleigh baseball this is uh not not the minor league baseball team but they're trying to get the part of the expansion in the future you know they're, they're trying to win that bid um, so this was one of the designs for the hat brother Dan got for me as a wedding gift. So I'm uh, repping that. And I thought I would drink a Raleigh beer that I got when I was in there for uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, this is called Tricycle uh, Prince. It's sour, 4.4, 11 IBUs, raspberry, blackberry, blueberry. Definitely refreshing, very tasty. I do like sours. I got mega treat, Ethan. I nice. Had, I had a different that tonight. Yeah, how is it? Very tasty, of course. Yeah, yeah. Have you li- have you had any others from the uh, from the pack? Uh, yeah, handful. Uh, no, I've been drinking the other ones I got. I haven't had many from the pack that we split. So, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll be curious to to hear what you think. So, really <clears> quick, Colin, <throat> a little beer trivia. Um, another inside joke for my friends. IBUs for those who don't know, we haven't talked about them yet, have we? I don't um, think so. It's international bitterness units. It's a way to try and measure. Um, how how hoppy a beer is, you know, how bitter is it? Um, so you'll see, uh, you know, IPAs have IBUs in the you know 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, but the problem out there is it's it's can also be easily mani- manipulated. That measurement can be easily manipulated. So um, to kind of try and make fun of it, some breweries actually made like th- one thousand IBU beers just to try and like um, kind of give you know. It's not really. I mean, it's a good. It's a good thing to you know measure, but it's not really a, a good standard to see how uh, how hoppy beer is going to be. Uh, and especially if you look at some of these New England IPAs, that actually have tons and tons and tons of hops in them. Um, you may get different uh, IBU readings because they're not necessarily bitter. Or in some cases, and Ethan, I don't know if we ever tried one, but there's a brewery down in Richmond called The Vale that made zero IBU um, India Pale Ales that again were hopped aggressively but the the timing and the way they hopped them 
Um, it's very interesting. They were good beers, but they just didn't catch on. Um, Matt, didn't we stop at the Vale on our way down to Collins for Memorial Day? No, we stopped at the Answer, not the Vale. Oh, the Answer. The, the answer. next time we go to Collins, we'll stop at the Vale. Okay. Uh, but my 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 friends and I in college, we just called them beer units. We instead of bitterness units, we just said, "How many beer units does it have?" So that's what the, the running joke. If you guys hear me refer to beer units, they're IBU. IBUs. Nice. <clears throat> I like that. I also have a little bit of trivia. It's not beer trivia, but I'm curious if either one of you smart people knows this. The first, <laughs> Matt, your face is so great. <laughs> uh, that should be on some of our merch. That that fucking look yes. right there. Yeah, yes. you gotta get a Absolutely. Christmas card. Thanks yeah. to the, the guys. And then just like, and then just have valid dick and like some fancy letters underneath, and just like <laughs> that would be perfect. All right, sorry, Kyle, continue, but that would be yeah, that would be so good. No, no, yeah, so good. All right, so can you name the first United States president who was born a United States citizen? Oh, good question. I don't know if I know. Um, I can tell you what number president he was. That's uh, not going to help me. <laughs> uh, John Quincy Adams? Too early. Garfield. I don't know when he was. What number? Tell me the number. Eight. Eight. Who the fuck was number eight? Um, I think Andrew Jackson was seven. Who was after Andrew Jackson? Polk? Nope. Uh, Tyler? Nope. All right. Fillmore. Nope. All right. I give up. <laughs> Matt, anything? Nope. Martin Van Buren. Van Wait, is that Buren. true? He was the first one born as an American citizen? Martin Van Buren. Yep. He is yep. not remembered for like pretty much anything. That's yep. that's hilarious. Okay. Except that yeah. one little trip. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah, tell all your people every time. Martin Van Buren. Wow. Yeah. The uh the only like the only reason I remember presidents like Fillmore is because there was a bar in Cleveland called the Millard Fillmore Presidential Library, but it was just a dive bar and I loved it. Oh, that's amazing. That's, <laughs> oh, it was that great. is genius. They had they had a well they had a lot of great great beer and then they had one of those like infinity hot dog rollers. Ooh. Where like they're always moving forward but they never get any closer to you. Yeah. I love those things. So good. Ah, the fat nice. man in me. Mm-hmm. Ready to have some dogs. All right. Uh, moving on to my next segment that I have on our rundown. So a little while back, uh, I appalled both of you, I think, when I told you that I had not, not yet been to a live show, a live concert, musical concert in Charlotte since we moved down. Now, obviously, part of that is pandemic. Part of that is having a baby. Uh, since Friday, though, I have at least rectified I have shows on the calendar. I have tickets in my phone for the Eagles in February. I have tickets for Foo Fighters in May and tickets for Matchbox 20 in July. And I just saw today that Styx is also coming here with Ario Speedwagon. Thank you to Matt for getting me so interested in sticks, especially live. Great man. Uh, they're going to be here in August. So Friday, I think uh, the, the day the tickets go on sale and the boss hasn't even announced his tour yet. Like I'm going to be going to so many shows next year. It's going to be fucking awesome. Good. This is You're excellent. Bum out of that house. Yes. I was about to say, you know, going to see like Sesame street live with Stella doesn't count. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. That's, no, that's, awesome. That's, that's, awesome that's a great lineup. lineup. That's a great lineup. And and your mention of Matchbox 20 reminded me because um, Matchbox 20 came up on the pod like a few weeks ago. I can't remember how, but I don't think I told Toddy. you guys this from Toddy. 
I, I didn't tell you guys this, but Jeremy texted me like right after that sh- that episode got released, and he listened to it, and he was like, "Matchbox Twenty fucks, by the way." Like, <laughs> like so, that. I don't know if that's the exact quote, but it was something like that. I want to push you around, and I will, and I yeah. will. I yeah. want to push you down, yeah. and yeah. I will. So Jer- Jeremy will. says that they fuck. And, and apparently, you know, when young people say that something fucks, that, that's a compliment. That's like a good thing. Uh, so for, for, for those like me who are not necessarily in touch with all of this slang, that's if something fucks, it's, it's a good thing. So, so there you go. My friend Alan, he, he, he's a music teacher in Arlington. Oh and yeah, he, that's right. He he's in touch with all of the cool lingo now. Yeah, I love I love that. This is hilarious. For those who don't know, I live in Arlington, Virginia, and I'm a music teacher. And Matt happens to have another friend separately who's also a music teacher who lives in Arlington, Virginia, and it just randomly happened to be that. I just I don't know. That's wild to me. Heck yeah, Al! I'm coming and visiting you and Leslie soon. Yeah, and maybe I'll even get Ethan out there. Yeah, maybe if Trust I don't me, have a cold. Not as much of a sourpuss as he sounds. No, I am. I am. Absolutely. They'll love you anyway. Yeah. You guys have anything music related you want to add? What we should be listening to? Hey, well, Ethan, Ethan, you see the announcement? Well, there's an announcement coming. Uh, about what? Tomorrow at noon, Trampled's got some news coming. You think it's a tour or an album? Or- oh, probably an album. Um, I didn't, I didn't see, I wasn't on social media much uh, today, but probably. They'll have a tour with an album, right? Well, yeah, well, but they've been touring. touring. They're yeah, like, they're always yeah, touring. So it's, touring. it's probably an album because their last album, their last album came out in 2018. And then obviously the pandemic happened. But yeah, I bet I bet it's a new album. They also just released um, a live album from Red Rocks from July of this year, which which I you know got immediately and is very good. Um, but that would be my guess would be a new album. I might be wrong, but that would I'm, be my guess. I'm, I'm telling you, Ethan, the design on the cover of Life is Good in the Open Road Trampled's most recent album looks yeah. like a coronavirus. I'm just right, saying. I remember you saying, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. Predicting that, th- and then you know they've got like pandemic songs, like we all get lonely. Like I mean, right? I know. Yeah, talk, they were they very talk about going to the bar. They were like, very precious and poetic about missing the bar. Yeah, and maybe they're yeah. maybe annihilates about like sanitizing. You know, annihilating the, <laughs> the virus or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll have to look at the. Um, I'll have to look at my copy of the record and see who the artwork is by, because uh, I do wonder where, where the artwork comes from and what the inspiration for it is. Because I'm sure there's something. You know. Well, well, for our, 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 I've got music news. Well, I mean, we can update while we're talking concerts. Uh, Ethan and I are going to be going to see Tool in Philadelphia in February. That'll be awesome. Yep. And uh, yep. also my friend Nick from DC. I'll be happy to introduce him to, to Ethan. And then I don't know if I actually roped Ethan into this or not, but I've got tickets to see Rage Against the Machine in DC in uh, August. So oh, that's right. We did talk about that. I'm I, to be Ethan there, but you know, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. You know, I, I, I think I'll go with you. Thing. Yeah. No, I think I'll go with you. Yeah. And then I'd uh, like to see them. Go see Tommy Morello, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hell yeah! And and then uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I've always wanted to see. They're coming to uh, play in Philly next September. I just gotta double check to see if I'm gonna be in Italy or not. That's that's so it's up in the air. If not, I gotta find another city to see them. So I make they'll be in they'll be in Charlotte in in September. I I don't know when. It's like the 21st or something. Well, they're playing with the Strokes too, who is another band that I've always wanted to see that you guys somehow have never heard of. So I I mean, I've heard of them. I've just never really listened. Yeah, you heard of them because I was screaming at you guys while drunk at the Memorial Day party. Yeah, I mean, I had heard of them before that. They're like a famous band. I just never bothered listening to them. And uh, oh, there was one other one that popped up today that I just I'm drawing a blank on now. But Olivia Rodrigo. What? Olivia Rodrigo. 
She's Rodrigo. the one that sings the sad song about her driver's license, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Good All for you. TikTok famous people, right? <laughs> nah, she's Disney, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Disney. Like Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. Mouseketeer. Yeah. Um, no, there was another one that was just announced, and I was like, I got to get tickets for that. Now I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. It seems like everyone is announcing right now. John Mulaney announced that he's going on tour next year. He's going all over. He did like seven nights in a row in Philly, and they were all sold out before I could get tickets. Yeah, that's yeah, he's how big. Chris Rock was here um, last in October, I think, and they, I, I just couldn't get a ticket. I wanted to so bad, but yeah, it is yeah. what it is. It, it's cool. Oh. It's cool though that all the all the it seems like bands and comedians and everyone touring, you know, they're finally getting clearance maybe to you know say, hey, let's let's go. You know, we we have the safety in place and we can do this. So it's definitely exciting. I remembered the Abbott Brothers are playing a post game show in Philadelphia this year that I'm trying to get Ethan to come to. And you oh, that's right. Too. You mentioned. Yeah, you told me that. When is that? Uh, June. Or if I can't see that, then Mary and Jay, we're going to go see Lake Street Dive and the Avid Brothers at Omi Gang in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be I angry. have a low-key crush on Rachel Price, the lead <laughs> singer of Lake Street Dive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great. <clears throat> All, All right, right, boys. That's yep. music. So, we of course have to talk about baseball, even though... We're in the middle of a lockout. Well, we have. There's good stuff we can talk about. There's some. There's some good stuff. Yes. Yeah, my next mailbag question: Will you guys ever talk about something that's not baseball? <laughs> that's your mailbag question. Oh, that'll be my next week mailbag question. Oh, but you you're, you would be asking it to yourself. To, to us three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Got it. All right. Just making yeah, sure Matt, we're clear. Matt, Matt asks questions every week. Sometimes I know. I see it. I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, um. Sorry. Ethan, talk about the talk about the good stuff, and then okay. I'll talk to you about that. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about the good stuff. So, so um, uh, several people just got inducted into the Hall of Fame yesterday, um, and including some people who were long overdue: um, Minnie Minoso, uh, Jim Cott, um, and and a couple of others. The biggest one for me is Buck O'Neill. Um, and the reason for that, uh, no surprise, is that comes from Joe Paz, who who everybody knows by now is is my is my favorite sports writer. And um, Joe Paz's first book, his first full length book, was um, <clears throat> about him traveling across the country with Buck O'Neill. It came out in like 2005. And for those who don't know, actually, I should give a quick uh, a quick summary here. So Buck O'Neill played in the Negro Leagues. Um, and unfortunately, um, integration happened after he was already retired as a player. Um, but he had a really, really long life in baseball as a scout and a manager. And um, he is one of the people who is most responsible for the Negro League still being remembered, both in terms of just like the stats, the stories, the legends, everything. And the Negro League Baseball Museum in Kansas City, which is like really famous and well-known, which we we should go sometime, the three of us. I think that would be an amazing trip. Yeah, um, I was actually about to, when you're talking Joe Paz, I was going to say we should do a pilgrimage to a game in either Kansas City or St. Louis and go. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, but Buck O'Neill, um, I highly recommend just anybody who's curious, Google, you don't need to read the book. Um, I mean, the book's great and it's not long, but if you just Google like Joe Posnanski, Buck O'Neill, he's written about Buck so many times over the years because they were really close friends. And it's all so wonderful. Buck O'Neill sounds like he was just the most incredible person. He lived through, he lived through the worst of America and, but he sounds like he was just like the best guy ever. And so it's just really, really wonderful. 
um, that he that he got into the hall. It's sad that he's passed and that he doesn't get to actually uh, enjoy it, but um, still really amazing. So I, I was really, really happy um, when, when that news came out. Yeah, obviously great news. And I think this segues us nicely because just like with the, what's it, the Golden Age Committee? Is that who just voted? Yeah, yeah, the Golden Age did. They're the ones who um, elected Cot and I think maybe Mignoso. And then yep. it was like the early era or something that did Buck and Bud Fowler and I think maybe one or two others. Yeah. So you have a few different committees and then you have the the big one coming up uh, next year you know, at, the, at the start of um, 2022. And the annoying thing about Hall of Fame voting outside of the fact that baseball writers are holding than stupid. thou yeah. when, when it comes to steroids and cheating and blah, blah, blah. The other annoying thing is the limitations on how many people you can vote for and how that creates backlogs yeah. that make it impossible for people who should be in the Hall of Fame. And like baseball is over a hundred years old. And if you want to pretend that it should be this like exclusive, exclusive, like very small group of people, well, guess what? It already is. Cause there's been 20,000 major league baseball players. Not even, does that count the Negro league players? I, I don't even know if that number counts the Negro league players, but there's been at least 20,000 major league baseball players. And I don't know what's there a hundred and something major leaguers. If that, and uh, I, I just, I just am so annoyed. I get annoyed with the limitations, and then I get annoyed when Dick Sucker John Heyman, mm. knowing that there is a limit on the amount of people that you can vote for, and the limit is ten, I believe. And you only voted for four. Voted for five. Oh, five. Okay. Still. Well, wait. Have we had a backlog though? Because how many people got in and elected with Jeter? Yeah, but that that be, that's because of the holier than thou crowd. But but so that means though there are three hundred and thirty three people in the baseball a, hall of fame. We haven't had more than what five people in a class in a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's because baseball writers are. So, so I don't know if there's a backlog as much as there's just guys that want to be uh, on a high horse and not vote people in. Well, there would be a backlog if they were voting properly in yeah. the first place. And then, so the reason that there doesn't become as much of a backlog as there could be now with like people like A-Rod coming onto the ballot and, you know, like Bonds is falling off and and Schilling's falling off soon and Clemens is falling off. Like these people should be long off the ballot anyway in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, like, and and so, and so you get, you get like those people, but then you also get the people who like, maybe can build up some momentum but because they're linked to steroids in some way like this is a generational thing this is like our generation with the backlogs and that the the i guess the lack of backlogs because of steroids so there's like both problems like now you're starting to now it is getting backlogged and then you just saw that like on the the gold like there was a, those those golden age voters could only vote for like four people or something and there were like what eight people that they were voting for like why why can't you just vote for whoever you want to vote for it yeah makes no fucking sense. yeah it's stupid yeah matt you matt's smirking he looks like yeah, he wants to argue he's ready, he's ready to tear it up no I, I i'm not gonna tear it up but i mean there's there's plenty of instances not just now of 
really kind of undeserving folks in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. hundred percent. There are also instances of players who have checkered pasts or checkered problems. I mean, Ty Cobb is a, a great example. So, you know, I, I will agree with you that, you know, I, I don't like Kurt Schilling. Um, and I will, you know, maybe we talk with Gabrielle about this in the future. I will question his credentials. Yeah, he's a great postseason pitcher. But I don't know if he's up there as a Hall of Fame pitcher. But, you know, he's not going to make it because of his political beliefs. Um, and that's that's what it'll be. He's he's right on the edge. He's got one more year. And he, he threw a hissy fit earlier this year and said, don't vote for me. Take me off the ballot. <laughs> so, um, you know, I not that the, the, the tough part is the people that voted Ty Cobb and are way different than the people who are voting now. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I still, and, and we'll go over this forever. The, the steroid thing. I don't, I, I, I do agree with you guys. that These are some of the best baseball players ever. Um, but I also, you know, I, I don't necessarily think everyone needs to make it in if they, now, and again, we, we, we've gone over this before. We've gone just for history for everyone on this podcast. We've argued this before plenty of times um, because there are plenty of people who were not exposed by things like the Mitch Report or by leaks by reporters that may be in the Hall of Fame right now that probably use steroids. Um, so to try and draw a line arbitrarily somewhere is very, very difficult. Uh, and that's where I think, Colin and Ethan, your your opinion is there shouldn't be a line then. Um you know, and that's where Colin's saying it's a generational thing, but, um, you know, yeah, A-Rod didn't do a lot to engender himself as a, to the, the writers and, and regardless of whether or not the writers voting is a great, uh, way to select people for the hall of fame. Uh, that is the criteria as it stands now. And it's going to be an uphill battle for him. Um, same with bonds bonds was, uh, you know, I mean, he was, implicated multiple times he was combative with the sports writers he was kind of a jerk <laughs> um yeah he was you know so based on the system that they've used forever it's gonna be tough for them and again i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna go full mat and say nope they shouldn't be in because i've softened on my kind of holier than thou stance from a couple years ago but i'll um, just yeah let me let, i'll just say this that I think, and I actually, I would be really curious um, for our listeners to chime in on this, um, on on those who care about baseball and the Baseball Hall of Fame. I'd be very curious for their opinions about this. But here's here's what I would say: we when we talk about the current generation, and we talk about having steroids be a reason for people like not to be elected or whatever, and that kind of cheating, it just it just doesn't it doesn't follow logically with baseball history because. Uh, baseball history, as Matt was alluding to, baseball history is full of people who were not good people and who cheated in some way or another. Now, now we know steroids were egregious and we, we have a lot of details about them because of this is the 20th century and we just have better tools to like know about things, right? We don't, we don't know as many details maybe about what was happening in the 20s and the 30s and whatnot, but like rest assured there was plenty of cheating then too there's always been cheating right that's just part of the that's just part of the game but then you talk about like the quality of the people and and like with Kurt Schilling it's it's a really interesting example i obviously i think he's you know like the biggest moron there is as a person 
But as a pitcher, like I just double checked his stats. Like he he was worth seventy nine point five uh, WAR by Baseball Reference. He's he's a no doubt Hall of, Hall of Famer as a pitcher. Now now granted, he had four his four best seasons were in his late thirties, just like Randy Johnson, just like Barry Bonds. So like absolutely, it was steroids. But all of those guys were also great when they were younger too. Um, and I think that I think that the Baseball Hall of Fame needs to tell the story of baseball thoroughly. It can't just ignore this whole era. We, we should have the best players from this era represented. And and anybody who's at the Hall of Fame is going to understand anyways. They're going to know, like, okay, this is the steroid era. We can look at this a little bit differently. you got to understand the context. But I think it's important to know the whole story. And I think it's important to realize that these guys are no worse than anybody else from baseball history. And in fact, many of these guys, even on steroids, are probably better than a lot of people. Ty Cobb, Rogers Hornsby, a lot of those guys from back in the day, these people that we grow up idolizing, they were not nice people, right? They were racist and abusive and like just, they were fucking shitty people, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I think it's just very narrow-minded when, when people start to kind of draw that line with our generation. Um, you just... You, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be super, super moral about the Hall of Fame, uh, you're gonna have like nobody in the Hall of Fame. You're gonna have like Derek Jeter and Mariana Rivera, and that's gonna be about it. Like you're <laughs> gonna have a tiny fucking Hall of Fame if you if you want to be really, really picky about your morals. I mean, I mean, if you're some of the things that you're going to uh, criticize Kurt Schilling for, you can criticize Mariana for too. So I'll leave it at that. What? Mariano's what? A, Mar- so well, you, we don't like Kirk politics, right? That's what we're yeah. getting at. Yeah. yeah. Mariano falls in that same boat. I'm just leaving it there. What do you mean? Mariano's a Trumper, dude. Okay. Why would you not just say that, number one? Because I was trying to, you know, have some finesse there. But oh, I see. Obviously, How you- is Mariano Rivera a Trumper? Are you being serious? Yes. How did yes. I not know about this? Colin, did you know this? No. We'll, we'll talk later, but yeah, there's campaign same with paul o'neill we talked about with paul too. well yeah we well, talked about with paul yeah well, yeah, yeah. Paul withdrew his support later but right okay interesting all right sorry yeah i know you tr- you tried to sorry i shouldn't have made you spe- spe- uh, spe- spe- uh, spell it out like that i know you like to be gentler than i do you like to be you like to be more tactful i don't really I, give a fuck i was finessing it's okay it's you okay. were you were finessing and you did a very nice job uh but i'm you know I have a cold and my brain is very foggy. I was, so waiting, I was waiting for the cold. I you have to just, you have to speak very explicitly for me tonight. Yeah, exactly. But, but, well, I, I do want to jump back. One thing you did say, tell the story of it. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, uh, sadly, I've only listened to one episode of the, the, the podcast, but it was the episode that they had Bob Kendrick on. Oh, it was a great episode. Yeah. Because yeah. they were talking about like Colin. He's the president week. of the Negro Leagues um, Baseball Museum. Yes. For people. And, who don't and know. so they were invited them on because where Colin got his, his inspiration last week to donate any sort of monetary profits we get to charity. Podcast is doing the same. Joe being a huge, you know, supporter of the Negro Leagues and the Negro League Hall of Fame donated quite a bit of money on multiple occasions, not just from the podcast, but from book sales to the Negro League Hall of Fame. And they had Bob Kendrick on and he talked about the importance of telling that story and about how you don't even get to the, the field that they have with all of the famous players and all of the famous Negro League kind of figures until you walk through the story of what the country was like and what the players experienced and what the league was like and why they did it. Um, and it was, it, it, again, that was where I heard that. And went, yeah, I got to go there. Like, if I am doing any justice to um, all the players in the Negro League and, and as a baseball fan, I need to go there and I need to learn about it because I admittedly don't know a lot. I know the two big names. I know Jackie Robinson and I know Larry Doby. Um, 
Larry Doby, Lou Doby, Larry Doby. Larry Doby, you're right. Larry, yep, so Larry Doby. Right. Uh, and that's be- I think I, o- I only know Larry Doby because I lived in Cleveland. And he, you know, for those of you guys who don't know, Larry Doby was the first African-American to play in the American League. And he broke through the year after Jackie Robinson did for the Cleveland Indians uh, and was another prolific player. Big slugger. Um, very, very good. Experienced a lot of the same um, abhorrent mistreatment that Jackie Robinson did. But he was number two. So he's a footnote, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we'll have plenty of time to bitch about the Hall of Fame because yeah. that'll Colin, come you up again my in bait. January. <laughs> I threw A-Rod out there. I was hoping for some a retort or two or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I am kind of curious to see what kind of support he's going to get on this first ballot. But I mean, uh, I'm I, just just speaking pragmatically and honestly, I think he's going to be in the teens. I really don't think he's going to get a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I I think things are changing a little bit, and I do think, think that Bonds and Clemens have a chance to get there. And I and I think that fundamentally changes everything, but I don't know. We'll see. Plenty of time to get to it. No baseball, no updates, yeah. still in a lockout. Sorry, still everyone. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's get to the everybody's favorite part of the podcast the fan interactions we've had a ton over the course of the past week i want to start i want to give some updates on the is cereal a soup mailbag question from cousin greg we put this up as a poll on our social media and have gotten <clears throat> quite a few responses uh let me read off some of the responses and then i'll while you guys are talking about it i'll go back to the poll on twitter and see what the actual breakdown is right now because it was like evenly split the last time i looked so uh, let's see. What, what are some of the contents? Here we go. Uh, Jim Ertz, listener of the podcast, wrote in and said, no, cereal is not soup, with the exception of very runny oatmeal, of course. Did Ethan come up with this question? <laughs> <laughs> no, Dad. Cousin Greg is the one who uh, supplies all of the goofy questions to the podcast. Colin's Random cousin show, Greg. Future podcast. Yes, future, podcast, future guest. Yes. yes. Cousin Greg. Yes. Yes, yes. All right. Here's another comment. This is from a friend of the pod, Eric. Due to the inverse of the dry food to liquid ratio, cereal cannot be classified as a soup. Should the ratio increase to 51 to 49 liquid to dry matter, then the bowl shall be classified as a soup. Subscribe for more made up stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I, got I like Eric. that. I, I like that because you're putting a, a hard data metric there, but that could change. That if you're putting a function on them, that could change throughout the course of Matt eating the cereal. I, I I like to pour a lot of milk there, so I could start with with lots of milk and have it be soup, and then by the end of it, not be soup anymore, or vice versa. It could be it could be not soup when you start, but when you're down to like mostly a bowl of cereal with like two Reese's puffs floating in, then it's definitely soup at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. so there's a good that's a good metric. You got. You know, you got to have a, a place to start gathering data before you can start classifying stuff. So I like the jerk. Yes, I agree with you, Matt. Um, our friends from Baseball and Whatever podcast said, pretty sure it's a stew. So they're on yes. with, with you from last week. I don't know if they listened and got inspired, but we got another stew. And then so the Twitter poll, uh, as of right now, um, there's about 14 hours left. So head on, head over to Twitter if you 
um well this this will actually be yeah done so it'll be over by the time yeah yeah all right so we'll have uh i'll update with finals but right now yes has 29 percent uh no has 57 percent and other has 14 percent although okay. i don't know if everyone has left a comment because how many votes pretty... seven seven votes <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say that's funny I mean, percentages for seven though i like yeah. your i like your delineation ethan of like broth broth versus no broth you know yes uh-huh yeah exactly but then again there's like restaurants in new york city where you literally can go and buy cereal milk it's a thing really yeah oh i've never heard of that before yeah okay. i want to do it huh so like, well, does that mean you're buying broth i don't know <laughs> Well, thanks. Thanks for cousin Greg for supplying uh, many more minutes of conversation than I yeah. ever would have expected. Yeah. Uh, out the of debate, cereal. The debate rages on. Yeah, exactly. So will, you keep doing continue. that, Greg. We'll give you a writer credit on this, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Around. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe you guys know who this person is. This is a, a YouTube comment that I wanted to shout out. It said, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe you're going to have to help me with this pronunciation. J-A-S-H-A-I. It's the first name. I I don't know that. I don't know if it's a play on Jashai. Jashai Roots Kamardi is is like what it's what it's written as here. Okay. I don't know if it's a play on somebody's name uh, that I should know, but it's. Uh, I don't uh, know. It. That's that's who it is. Uh, and the comment says, "Thank you for the elbow update, Ethan. I was really worried. Colin, the Giants are cheeks. Rudy, the Duff hat is epic." <laughs> Okay, well, I don't know who this is, but that's uh, that's a that's a great comment. So thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, if you if you Jeshai. hear this, and you want to reveal yourself, uh, message one of us or email the bag and let yeah. us know who you are. Leave another comment on this week's episode. Yeah, that's awesome. That's hilarious. Okay, <laughs> all great. right, boys, uh, let's move on to our mailbag. We have producer Matt's questions to the group. Um, <laughs> right. and we can, we can get to those. producer Matt. I like that. That's perfect. <laughs> we can get to those in a second. Uh, first we have a question, uh, from friend of the pod, Justin, who wants to know what is the best song of the nineties? Wait, is this Justin that I know? No. Oh, different Justin. Okay. No, this is, this is actually Justin from baseball and whatever podcast. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I know what, what you're talking about. But... Yeah, you do. What is the best song from the nineties? Yep. Interesting question. Um, let's see. Uh, I have a couple that are coming to my mind. Uh, Spice Girls Wannabe. <laughs> if you want to be my lover, you got to get with me. That one's a great song. Um, Nirvana. Um, like All Apologies is a great song. I mean, there's a lot of great Nirvana songs. I always really loved All Apologies. Um, Backstreet Boys. I mean, pretty much any of their big hits. I mean, come on. Um those are the ones that came to my head immediately. I'm not a huge '90s person, but but those those are all bangers, as the young as the young people would say. <laughs> Me, um, amazing. Just just doing a quick little bit of rework. Like Mariah Carey owned the '90s. I did not realize that. Um, oh, okay. So I I don't know, man. I like I'm I'm doing a quick little quick little scan here because uh, I got to find something. Well, Rolling Stones did a countdown. And they said the number one song in the '90s was "Smells Like Teen Spirit" by Nirvana. I mean, that's certainly a very famous song. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I but you got to remember, you know, I yeah. I'd do anything for love came out in 1993. It's true. 
Uh, sorry, that was the first thing that my eyes locked eye, my eyes locked on when I was looking through this list. There's there's a good amount on here. I mean, lots of lots of Mariah, Shania Twain, men. Man, I feel yeah. like a woman, Shania Ooh. Twain. Nineties was yeah, exactly. a good decade for any of my favorite classic rock bands. Bruce had broken up the band. Tom Petty, I think, released an album right before the nineties. Wild, didn't wildflowers wild come flowers. out yeah, yeah actually was, you know what if i was yeah if i'm being real about my vote i would say wildflowers the song yeah. wildflowers would be yeah. my would be my favorite song in the 90s probably yeah yeah because yeah, so that came out one. in 94 i think that album hey yep. you know yep. the last song to chart and it charted for 12 weeks in the 90s smooth by santana with our buddy with rob thomas uh, yeah I, mean, I don't know uh, that's a pretty strong one right there yeah that's a good one that Late 90s, you got, you got Britney breaking in. Yeah, Britney. Of... I was going to say, hit me, baby, one more time. Yeah, or Oops, I did it again. Yep, yeah. I think that was 2000. Wait, really? Oh, I thought I, I was so. thinking 99. Okay, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, so, maybe. By the way, I always love this fact. For hit me, baby, one more time. Uh, so I think the songwriter is like Swedish or something. And um, in Europe, hit me means call me. <laughs> so, <laughs> the whole the oh. songs were like, call me, call me again. But it's like, <sighs> hit me, yeah. Interesting. Totally uh, not a you know a sexual thing well yeah. i was saying like totally something that people in, in the united states would not get yeah right true and colin you were right oops i did it again is from 2000 so good call yeah. i yeah. britney was the first two concerts i ever went to so I oh no it. shit okay all right oh new york state fair oh that's hilarious baby got back july 4th 1992 mm-hmm. oh okay yeah. that's got to be up there i mean that's iconic yeah, Pac and Biggie got some good ones from the '90s. Actually, yeah, you know what? I'll be curious for our listeners to chime in on this too. Tell it, you know, right into the pod. Tell us uh, your favorite songs from the '90s, um, because I'm sure there are a lot of people who listen to '90s stuff more than we do. Because I feel like we all listen to older shit more, I think, or like current. Yeah, so I mean, I'm gonna have to look through this list a little bit more because, like, I even like there's songs that I like that probably don't have any business being on this list, like you know. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, Good Vibrations, like that's that that's a banger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and well, yes, the, the question is, what's Mark your favorite song in the nineties, or what's uh, the best song in the nineties to you? Yeah, for you, yeah. Okay, but I mean, there's you know, best song. I don't know. Um, I'd say uh, maybe Casey and JoJo, All My Life. Oh, that was a great song. You know? Yeah. I think I think what we could do with this is we can we can borrow from the podcast and we can either draft or we can like we can somehow find a way to go a little bit deeper in the future since there's a lot of answers that we're we're coming up with and we can maybe try to find a way to windle it down to one with some criteria and different things there i think that's yeah. good maybe we even divide it up to like 1990 through 94 and then like 95 through 99 or something yeah and just go at it yeah yeah, for sure. I think there's a way that we can fill in some nonsense there in the future with. Uh, well, there's also got to be songs on that aren't chart toppers that were still up there. I mean, yeah. yeah. And again, it's personal preference too. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And in fact, now that I'm thinking about it more, like there's a band that is not well known. Um, they're kind of they have a cult following, but they're they're the band. So it's called Uncle Tupelo, and it was the really big deal in like the Americana alt country world. Um, but they're a cult. They're a cult hit. Um, but the band broke up. They didn't get along very well. But it resulted in two really famous bands, Wilco and Sun Volt. So Jeff Tweedy left Uncle Tupelo and formed Wilco, and Jay Farrar left Uncle Tupelo and formed Sun Volt. And Sun Volt and Wilco 
are both two like long running legendary Americana bands that have been putting out records, you know, since the 80s and, and through the 90s. Now, I don't know their catalogs quite as thoroughly, but now that I'm thinking about it, there are some songs on there that are really amazing songs that weren't chart toppers because these bands just didn't top the charts. But like I would put their songs above you know, pretty much anybody. I mean, my, my original answers were more jokey answers, although they are fun songs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, I mean, we got to take like chart toppers as with a grain of salt. Cause I mean, the Macarena was spent 14 weeks at number one. Yeah. So, so I mean, uh, there's a difference between like most popular song and like what we, and like what would be our favorite or what we would consider the best, right? All of those are different things. Well, there we go. I think we have some criteria built out. There we go. <laughs> 14 weeks for Macarena though come yeah, on that's, uh, that that's amazing you know that should have been a sign you know that humanity was going down the shitter when that happened yeah you know we should have seen it coming yep for sure yeah. all right we got a couple mailbags left and then we'll wrap things up for this week matt we'll go with producer one of one of producer matt's uh questions um i'll hold on the uh comedy since we just we just uh, did a little breakdown of favorite things. So we'll go back to that question next week, maybe. Uh, but producer Matt wrote in today, who would win in a fight to the death? Tony the Tiger or the Kool-Aid man? <laughs> okay. so, I mean, we don't have to get the, I think this debate is better done when you're drunk. Um, <laughs> but it comes from, I do have somewhere to go with this, but it comes from a game called Super Fight, which is a great card game where you're literally dealt like a character and like a superpower and then like an arena and you argue who would win like you know the terminator with four arms uh at the bottom of the ocean versus um i don't know pick someone else mickey mouse with a laser cannon and you, you argue and it's just you two argue and everyone else in the group has to like vote on who wins and <laughs> Um, it's awesome for when you're mildly drunk and at a bar or at a friend's <laughs> house and um, wanting to play. Um, so that that was the one where we could never settle on like who would win that argument. And that's why I, I, I looped in Kevin Muller there because it always it always came down to is Kool Aid Man's Kool Aid blood or not? Like if he loses Kool Aid out of his pitcher, is he still alive? Is mm. he still in it or is he just pitcher man? And then how strong is the pitcher? Because he, like, breaks through walls. Can, like, Tony the Tiger, like, cut that glass with his claws or not? I mean, no there's a lot, of, a lot of, you know, paths yeah, you can go there. Some subtleties here, yeah, that need to be addressed. This is true. Yeah. I'm all for the Kool-Aid, man, because I think, Matt, that's a great point that it would be, like, indestructible yeah. to break that. And then if you did, you could just use the glass as a weapon. Yeah. Like, there no, there's no losing. Yeah. You would, you, you, he would be able to kill Tony the Tiger before... He would lose all of his blood if it was blood. It it it's it's a lot of fun. Occasionally, you'll like logic yourself into a corner. Like I played the last time I played a couple years ago, the way someone had logiced it, like the Men in Black could never lose. <laughs> um, and so we just had to kind of like retire the Men in Black. Like, okay, set that card aside. Stop. This is not fun anymore. We're gonna keep going. Um, but the reason I put that up there is because I was thinking about board games, um, and I wanted to. You know, it, there's there's so many kind of alt card games and board games out there uh, and the reason I was thinking about it is shout out to the uh, the Vic family out in Cleveland um, we're approaching their annual board game night um, like they are board game professionals like they have so many different fun and unique games um, 
all with different skill levels and different amounts of players and different kind of strategies. There was, you know, we played a game and I can't remember what it was called, but it was like 4v4 and you were like a submarine crew and each person had like a different responsibility as part of the submarine crew and it's all happening at the same time. And like you're trying to track the other sub and shoot it and kill it and maintain your sub. And like I'm playing a board game sitting at a table with eight other people and like my heart's racing like holy shit we're gonna get sunk and like it was like crazy and like oh my god we won but anyway um it's just like there's so much stuff out there and it's a lot of fun and i i only made it to the board game night once but um those kind of crazy not necessarily mainstream but still popular and a lot of fun card games and board games there's tons out there so maybe that's a future question people to to write in with what your favorites are oddly enough that night we played uh, a pandemic based game um wow strange well maybe not strangely enough um that one's very hard to win <laughs> usually everyone dies so yeah pan- it's called pandemic yeah, yeah. I played, it's a very popular game yeah well it's we, hard. we played the pandemic the zombie version of oh pandemic. gotcha okay but yeah everyone dies it's like very very hard to win yeah um but yeah real life pandemic just as hard yeah sorry tangent bring it in <laughs> giving a well, talk to himself very nice <laughs> and it's that time of day again when we go to the cousin greg mailbag segment yeah there we go <laughs> this one's actually a lot of fun and i purposely didn't try to think about it too much because i want you guys mm-hmm. to answer first and then i might steal your answers the question is in our lifetime only Greg is also eight years older than we are. So I guess you could include those eight years. One pitcher and one batter in game seven with a chance to win. So give yourself offense, give yourself defense. You know, two different scenarios, obviously, but game seven, who's your, who's your pick to win his choice. And he said he would be happy to elaborate on this when he's a guest on the podcast is Randy Johnson as the pitcher and Manny Ramirez as the hitter. Okay. Uh, this is good. I like this for me. Pitcher is easy. I'm going Pedro Martinez circa ni- 99, 2000. Yep. Pedro 99, 2000. Absolutely. Um, and for a hitter, man, hitters hard. I would go, um, cause there have been so many really, really good ones. I would go with bonds or trout. Um, so either trout from any year, really, uh, and actually bonds from any year, really. I mean, if, if you want to, technically speaking, we could do the years when bonds broke baseball that we've talked about, 2001 to 2004, uh, when he was just like invincible. Um, but I think if you, yeah, if you have bonds from those years or if you have trout, you're, you're going to be in pretty good fucking shape. Th- those, those are my, those are my picks. So Matt, before you go, <laughs> what's, what's been interesting so far and I don't know if this played into your decision at all, Ethan, is Manny and Randy, obviously great postseason players, a lot of success. Everyone that you just mentioned outside of Trout, because he just hasn't had the opportunity, has a great track record in the postseason, too. I think that's an important element to remember because, you know, you would for A-Rod, for example, I would have to pick like 2009 A-Rod or pre-Yankee A-Rod if I want them to produce <laughs> at the plate, otherwise all those other postseasons, I mean, it, it's just probably not going to end well for me. Um, so, you know, that, that's something to keep in mind too. I think mm. when, when you're trying to figure this out for the baseball nerd and you. Right. 
Well, we got to have some constraints here. Are we looking for like a nine inning game? Or are we looking for a one inning pitcher? Are we looking? No, this you know? is this is the end of the game. Oh, well, then Mariano, by far, Mariano. Like, come on, um, I, I'm gonna take... go. I'm gonna go with this is the end of the game, and it, also you know, with a chance to win it. So yeah, yeah. So we didn't we didn't specify. Do we need to hit a home run? Because I'm I'm thinking Tony Gwynn. I would I would like I'd want Tony Gwynn at the plate. He's gonna put the ball in play. Right. Yeah. That's He's that's a good point too. Out. Are there runners on base? What's yeah. the score? So, you know, yeah. There's some there's some some finesse there. Yeah. Interesting picks. Okay. Matt Finesse. Uh-huh. <laughs> DJ LeMayhew and uh, Carl Pavano. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Kyle, what's yours? Wait. So you picked Tony Gwynn and who's Mariano? And Mariano. What's your pitcher? Man. I'm trying to think if we, like, overlooked anybody. I mean, there are a lot of great people uh, from the last 40 years. I mean, there are a lot of good answers. I personally think that I have the best but you know but but oh, so so to, to elaborate you got to go i'm looking for whole career like just picking and choosing a great season from someone and say i want that one like like mariano had a great career tony gwynn had a great career like yeah, i can just as easily choose a bad season for a pitcher as like you know for mar or for pedro as i could like i mean ethan you could say i want pedro but you could get you know Who's your daddy, Phillies Pedro? You know. Okay. Well, what? Well, we didn't specify. We didn't specify whether we get to choose the time frame or not. I just I chose the time frame because this is my podcast and I can do what I want. And the common thread with most of these people is they actually did make the postseason. And in most cases, they actually went to the World Series too at some point. So we do have a little bit of a track record to pull off of what our answers are here. But I mean, I, I would not take. I would not take Wade Boggs, for example. Well, so he, when you were saying to be overlook anyone, he was one that came to mind. Yeah, by the by the time he made he made the playoffs in '86. I don't I don't remember what what type of player he was in '86, but by the time he made the playoffs with the Yankees, he was older. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't as good and everything. Like, but Tony Gwynn hit 500 in that World Series against the Yankees, so you know that that's a good answer. Well, yeah, he know? was the only one on the team who hit. But yeah, yeah, so. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take that. I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a wild card here. And Chipper Jones. <laughs> Chipper actually was was someone I was thinking. Okay. Uh, Chipper Chipper would be a good one. I'm gonna go even though he never made it to the World Series. I think he would have been great. I'm gonna go with Donnie Baseball because he ah. hit 400 in that ALDS. I like that. He was just he was just gonna rip it out and do everything he could to will that team. That's, I guess, another example. You can't win baseball with just one player. But I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with Coney as Coney. my pitcher. Coney. I think he's. I think he's one of the best big game pitchers of our generation. Shocking picks here yeah, from but, both uh, again, of you. You know, is it a big game or a beginning? Because who came in? Who came in? To get the key out in Game Four of the 2000 World Series, when Mike Piazza came to the plate. Yeah, but Piazza. Who know, came I, in? Who came in? I mean, I, I know, in? I know, I know the answer, but that's why it wasn't Mariano Rivera. Yeah, well, because we needed him for the end of the game. It wasn't Mike Stanton. <laughs> Mike Stanton. It wasn't Jeff Nelson. Ramiro Mendoza. Graham Who Lloyd. It? Who was it? Come on, we. Yes. 
David Cohn. So I said, I know the, I know we know the answer. Here, Colin, just look at his face. Colin can't help himself. He like, yeah, he just like needs needs it to be said aloud. <clears throat> very interesting answers. I have to say, I am well, Coney, very surprised. Coney is, for... Coney's a legit one now. I mean, Coney pitched in World Series with. Yeah, but like in the last 40 years to go, I, I mean, there are so many like all-time great pitchers. To, so to go with Coney, I think, is an unorthodox choice. I mean, it's it's a cool choice, but it's unorthodox for sure, I would say. Yeah, Donnie, I just want somebody different. I, I probably would have picked any of those number of players that you guys mentioned but yeah no one picked poppy um i think i'd shy away from poppy just because of the uh whole red sox thing but um in terms of clutch hitting and maybe just clutch hitting against the yankees clutch um, hitting is also is, is also a dicey thing though because most of these people the sample size is so small so you can't really draw any truly accurate conclusions off of it. It's one thing when you have somebody like Jeter who played enough postseason games in his career that it literally comes out to like a full season. That's not a small sample size. We know he is. He, he was basically the same player in the postseason that he was in the regular season. You can look at it. The numbers are shockingly similar. But for a lot of these guys, the numbers are just such small samples that you just you you. I mean, you can guess and you can hope, but you you can't truly say. So, I, me personally, I don't put too much uh, I don't put too much emphasis on that. <clears throat> yeah. Well, another great question from the cousin Greg mailbag. Yeah, site. when the fuck is he going to get on the show? All right, so I'm he, working. So on. he can so he can teach me about integers and and <laughs> uh, and other math stuff that I don't remember. Greg, oh, I think I already said it on Facebook. Uh, the last time I took a math class was like 2006. So. Uh, you know, don't expect me to remember any of that. You're not one of those like music teachers though. That's like music is math. No, I mean, well, it's funny. Like there are, I mean, when you play really, really advanced shit, like there, you, you do have to kind of, you got to be able to count in, in, in different ways. Like there's a specific way of counting in music. That's hard, but, um, but no, I don't, I don't really go in for that all that much. I think that that, that whole idea of music and math, I think sometimes it gets overblown. I, I, you know, I know there's some truth to it and a lot of people are good at both or whatever, but I think it's one of those urban legends that has become maybe more, more common than it, than it should be. All right, boys. Well, we yep. did it again. We ended on a very riveting, uh, uh, topic too. So that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Integers yeah. all day, math yeah. all day. I will give either one of you a dollar if you can figure out my new little close here what you're about to hear once i once i hit end record you can tell me if you can figure out where this came from all right one dollar one dollar oh man to either one of you any shout outs before we go nope (laughs) just silence there uh yeah i mean i got a lot of people you know shout out to mr farkas thank you for listening Shout out to everyone in Cleveland I saw this weekend. Shout out to everyone in Columbus. I, I was I was doing the sales pitch at Columbus this weekend. So Johnny, Nick, Mr. O'Brien, twin brother Tom, you guys better all be listening. All of you. I mean, Nick, it was your dad who found it. You know, if your dad knows about the podcast, you should be listening too. So shout out to Mr. And Mrs. C too. I'm just going to, can I just keep saying names that no one knows? Like Larry and um, <laughs> Bill Williams and, uh, you know, Jim Stanton. Thank you guys for listening. Very nice. So, someone else talk before I keep saying dumb stuff, please. All right. I think that's good. We'll see if you guys can figure this out. We're back next week. Adios, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.